0: Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at the shepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 125, and today I want to make an appeal to the American pastor. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we need wisdom. In direction, Father, I pray that this episode, that these few minutes would be so helpful to pastors. I pray it'd be a tool for lay people to be able to encourage their pastors with. And God, I pray that we would have in 2020 an army of men who reveal that they do have a backbone, that they do care what you have to say. They appeal to people to follow them as they follow Christ. They stand behind pulpits, and they open up their Bibles, and they say, Thus saith the Lord, and they do it without blinking and without flinching. God, give us men like that. Help me to light a fire out of these guys. I trust that you're going to help. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, before we get going, I want to invite you to the Shepherd's Creek Intensive, May 4th through 6th in Eminence, Missouri. The information is on the website, shepherdscrook.co backslash intensive. I'll have the link in the show notes. This event is really a unique event. We go and spend three or two days on the river, three days total, uh, hanging out by a river. And we talk pastoral ministry, and my goal with anything that I do, you've heard me say this before, is just to make it the best sort of event and resource it can be for pastors. And if you come to this event, it's going to be worth every dime you spend. You'll be able to go floating on the Jack's Fork River for two days. You'll get really great sessions, teaching sessions about God and government from my friend Lane Harrison and myself. And you'll be able to hang out with around 30 pastors or so. I'm hoping we get between 30 and 50 pastors this year. And uh, spend a couple great days just, just hanging out together and hearing from God's word, challenging one another, and uh, hopefully not dying. We had about seven people that almost died last year, so, <laughs> I mean, it really is. When we say intensive, we mean it. But we would love for you to come. Follow that link, check it out, reach out to me. If you got any questions about it, uh, reach out to me, and hopefully I can give you an answer. It's made for pastoral teams. Any moral failures you may have experienced, if you're out of ministry, come and, and experience some restoration. If you're just exploring pastoral ministry or seminarium or something like that, uh, then you're you're able to come as well. Just reach out to me. We'd love, love to have you ask any questions if you have them. Okay. As I stated, I'm to make an appeal to American pastors today. And this is no, I make no apologies about this. I hope that this blows up. I hope that this goes out into the pockets into the phones of people all over the country and I hope that they share this with their friends with their past with their pastor friends. I hope this it becomes a tool for a layperson in just at an average first Baptist church in a small Midwestern city to be able to say here pastor I want you I think you'll be encouraged by this and challenged by, by this. And for every pastor listening in Listen, I'm trying to clear the air here for you. I'm trying to help you see how easy certain things are in the midst of 2020 and 2021. And there are two resources that I'm going to read, and if they don't light a fire under you, I'm telling you, you need to quit. You just need to quit. If if I read these two quotes from Tozer and Spurgeon, and then we're going to end in Luke chapter 9, and if these don't fire you up and, and really help you to either continue on doing what you're doing or to step up and do something you've not been doing, then my goal with this is that either you would, I mean, be fired up or quit. That's that's one of the two, that you would actually be a biblical pastor or you would just quit because we don't need more people running around licking their finger getting the wave of popular popular opinion figuring out what the world wants figuring out what their people want and then going and doing that forget that it's not about what people want it's not about the, what the world wants we need men who ask the question and get their answers from God's word what does God want and they go there no matter what that's what we need when i was in college i remember calling up i was wrestling with a making his phone call to my youth pastor because I knew my youth pastor had been at our church for many, many years, and he had gotten a little bit older, and it was just time for him to retire. He was coasting, and I loved the man. I'd learned a lot from him, but I was just an 18 or 19 year old kid, and I, for some reason, I remember I was driving around delivering pizzas for Papa John's, and I remember calling him and saying, Pastor, it's time for you to either step up or quit, and he was shocked. I was 19, he was probably 60, and I don't know why I felt so compelled to do that, but I did, and I feel compelled to do that to many of you today. There are many pastors right now that continue to pastor, and they're pastoring in just the average, same old way they've been pastoring, and it's not faithful, it's just not rocking the boat, it's trying to keep people happy, it's this priestly kind of ministry of caring for people, and of course we've got to care for people. I've got episodes, go back a couple hundred episodes now, talking about things just like that. But that's not what I'm talking about. We've gotta find our prophetic voice. We've gotta find the backbone. And some of you out there have found that this year. And you've you've stopped asking questions about what people are gonna think. And that's really I can mean what we get back to is, okay, forget what people think. It's a lot easier when you stop asking that question. What are my people gonna think? Am I gonna upset them or am I gonna offend them? Or what's the people in my community gonna think if we keep meeting during COVID? I mean, we have everything going on, right? We've got COVID, Black Lives Matter. We've got abortion, transgender, crazy mania that's happening right now. It goes on and on and on and on. We literally have a Department of Health appointee that is a man. I mean, seriously? The the man, you've seen the white dude with the long hair, the trans guy? And we've got to speak. We've got to help our people see that this is insane. We've got to speak with this. Speak to this kind of stuff with boldness and clarity when it comes to the Black Lives Matter stuff. Guys, we know Ephesians 2. And we're all running around acting like this racial reconciliation stuff is really difficult. For goodness sakes, you have a Bible. Open your Bible and use it. If you're a black brother listening in, you know this because you know the word. There's, there's no excuse whatsoever for any of my black brothers to hold anything over my head other than love. We owe each other love. And there's no excuse for white brothers, by the way. If there is any prejudice bone in you, we'll slay that. That's not right. But my goodness, we forgive each other and we move on. We love each other. I mean, we've been bought by a price, the very blood of Jesus, and he unites both black and white. And we've got to be able to speak prophetically about that kind of stuff with COVID. Since when does risk eliminate the requirement of obedience to God? Is it a risk to go to church? Could you possibly get sick? Well, yeah. So? Pastor, what does God have to say about this? I mean, you know this. Disobey men and obey God. Defy tyrants. Obey God as Matthew Truella would say. We know what God's word says about this. Well, what are my people going to think? Or what if some of them die? Well, what if some of them die in communist China gathering together for church? I mean, that's difficult. We, we wrestle through that. We pray for them. But that's a consequence of following Jesus. And we've got to rediscover that. So with all these issues, with these gender issues, with feminism, with whatever it may be that's just a crazy evil that's right in front of us, if you just stop asking what do people think? What are they going to think? What's those five women going to think? And just say, what does God say? And then have the courage to obey. Things are going to be a lot easier for you. And you might get fired. There's some of you, if you follow the advice of this episode, there's some of you that may get fired. Or there's some of you that get convicted and quit. Or some of you that get convicted and step up and actually start shepherding the sheep. Okay, I want you to listen to a couple things. I want you to hear what I, I read this two weeks ago, and it just blew me away. Michael Foster posted this. This is from A.W. Tozer. And I'm telling you, like I said, if this doesn't get you fired up, you just need to quit. And this is the kind of men we need. And this is my aim, as I'm hoping and praying that through this, and it doesn't take many, if we can get one or two men like this, it's all it takes. And if this is all just a waste and it just falls down and my listens are way down in this episode and it doesn't spread in the way that I'm praying and hoping it does, it just takes a few men like this to change a lot. Here's what Tozer says. If Christianity is to receive a rejuvenation, it must be by other means than is now being used. If the church in the second half of this century is to recover from the injuries she suffered in the first half, there must be a new type of preacher. The proper rule of the synagogue type will never do. Neither will the priestly type man who carries out his duties, takes his pay, and asks no questions, nor the smooth-talking pastoral type who knows how to make Christian religion acceptable to everyone. All these have been tried and found wanting— Friends, if you're in any of those categories, you listen up, and I'm asking you and pleading with you to listen up good to Pastor Tozier, Here's what he says. Another kind of religious leader must arise among us. He must be of the old prophetic type, a man who has seen visions of God and, and has heard a voice from the throne. When he comes, and I pray God that there will be not one but many, he will stand in flat contradiction to everything our smirking, smooth civilization holds dear. He will contradict, denounce, and protest in the name of God and will earn the hatred and the opposition of a large segment of Christendom. Such a man is likely to be lean and rugged and blunt-spoken and a little bit angry with the world. He will love Christ and the souls of men to the point of willingness to die for the glory of one and the salvation of the other. But he will fear nothing that breathes with mortal breath. Pastors, listen to me. If you want high fives from Christendom, get out of ministry right now. I'm telling you, this is everywhere we saw in 2020 so many pastors, it's been this great sifting of the American pastor and of the American church. We've got men who have one eye on Christendom or one eye on the world and then they've got one eye on God's word and their loyalties are split because they're terrified to have a large section of Christendom not understand them. Men who understand the times are rarely understood by those who don't understand the times and I want you to dare to be misunderstood. I want you to dare to be maligned and ridiculed. I want you to dare to be canceled. I want you to be that rugged, blunt-spoken, and a little bit angry with the world man. People may wonder, does he even love them? And yet you know from the inside out you've got this burning passion. He will love Christ and the souls of men to the point of willingness to die for the glory of God, of the one and the salvation of the other. But pastor, listen to me. You've got to stop being afraid. If you pastor from fear, again, I keep saying, quit today. Write the resignation letter and throw in the towel and just be done with it. Get your retirement, live your life, but by all means, stop being a man of the cloth. But if you're willing, by the grace of God, to stand up, to open open the Bible and say, thus saith the Lord, and if you're going to be the kind of man who does that, you will be the man who fears nothing that breathes with mortal breath. Oh my gosh, that lit a fire in me. Then we're going through, as a cohort the greatest battle ever fought. And this is from Charles Spurgeon. And this is where I I really want to appeal to you. The issue of the day is a current it's a current downgrade issue. It's a downgrade controversy all over again, just 130 years later. And everybody's turning their back on the Spurgeons. And the Spurgeons are those who are saying, but God has spoken about this. It's really clear. This is what God has to say. The people are turning their back on, their, on the Spurgeons. They're turning on the, their back on the prophetic type that mocks and ridicules those who are, who are calling into question God's word and saying, did God really say, or it's just more complicated than this. If you really cared about people, if you really cared about black people, if you really cared about women, you would really listen a whole lot more. And the Spurgeons step up, the Tozers step up, men of God step up and say, here's what God has to say. I'm sorry about your feelings, but here the Bible is really clear. Thus saith the Lord. And here's what Spurgeon says as he was calling greater attention to the issues of his day. We need to call greater attention to the issues of our day. Here's what he says. I have been inclined to go a little out of the way to help my enemies of the truth find fuel for their criticisms of me. So he's saying, hey, I'm going out of the way. I'm, I'm being more flamboyant. I am making sure that they know what I'm saying is addressed to them. Yes, yes, I will even be more vile and give them more to complain of. I will go through with the controversy for Christ's sake and do nothing whatever to quiet their wrath. Brethren, if you trim a little, if you trim a little, if you try to save a little of your repute with the men of the apostasy, it will not go well with you. He that is ashamed of Christ and his word in this evil generation shall find that Christ is ashamed of him at the last. I want to read to you the passage that set me free a couple years ago. Many of you have seen a trajectory change in the ministry over the last couple years. It comes back to this particular sermon that I preached in in Luke chapter 9 just a couple years ago. Here's what it says. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. For what is a man profit if he gains the whole world and loses and forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Hey, pastor, you don't get to be ashamed of God's word about anything. Nothing. Even issues that everyone today is saying are complicated. Oh it's just complicated. Racial reconciliation, it's just complicated. No, it's not. The cross of Christ unites us as brothers. The dividing wall of hostility has been broken down. Open to Ephesians two and say, Thus saith the Lord. I don't care what anyone else thinks. Friends, if we're an army of people like that, I'm telling you we are in we're in a moment of mass apostasy. And if we don't see it, if we don't step up, we're going to nice ourselves into oblivion and we're going to compromise ourselves away from Christianity and we're going to third-way Tim Keller it all the way until we have no Christianity left whatsoever while all the real men preaching the gospel faithful are sitting in a jail cell. But at least the world won't be as angry with you, well, yet. So friends, I pray this is helpful. Pastors, I'm pleading with you. When all the air is cleared, when all the dust is settled about everything that's been going on in 2020 and now in 2021, Stop asking what do people think and just ask what does God say? What does he think about it? And then have the courage enough to stand behind pulpits and simply declare, Thus saith the Lord. As I said, men who understand the times are rarely understood by those who don't. Dare to be a man who's misunderstood and ridiculed and mocked by Christendom, all for the glory of Christ and for the good of his bride. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.